Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Meseches Ksubos Daf Samachei, the last Daf in Parak Afalpi, the last Daf in the fifth Parak of the Mesechta, before we uh, move into a little bit of a different discussion as uh, the Gemara picks up on the bottom of Samachei Amadbeis with the introduction to the Parak of Metziah Saisha. The parak that describes uh, what uh, what belongs to a woman when she finds something in her marriage, etc., etc., etc. But that is uh, what our next parak is going to deal with. But here we are on the bottom of Daf Samachtalid Amud Beis, and the Mishnah in the middle of Samachtalid Amud Beis describes a case of a person who's mashra es ishto al yidei shlish, and the Mishnah describes a case in which a husband provides for his wife through a. Uh, through a third party. And the Mishnah describes what he's going to need to uh, go ahead and what he's going to need to provide for his wife. This is the umbrella discussion of the Mizonos that a husband is going to be chayev to his wife when he signs the Ksuba, when he enters into a marriage. So the husband is going to be chayev the Chay uh, of the uh, the Mizonos, Chay to pay for her uh, for her food for many other uh, things that he's going to have to provide for her as they enter into this uh, as they enter into this marriage uh, together. And the Gemara at the bottom of Daf Samach Dalad goes and discusses the amount of barley that a woman would be uh, would be chayev uh, to receive and uh, how much this uh, this particular husband would have to go ahead and would have to uh, would have to provide his wife for uh, with on uh, on that front and once we're talking about food items that uh, that the husband has to provide her with the Mishnah lists all of these uh, all of these things and the Gemara describes the following, that the Mishnah doesn't mention that he has to give her any wine. He doesn't have to uh, provide her with any wine. And the Mishnah says, the Gemara rather describes to us that this is Misayel Rabbi Elazar, that this actually supports the opinion of Rabbi Elazar, because Rabbi Elazar tells us that we don't uh, have to give a woman any wine, that a woman doesn't deserve uh, any uh, any wine. And Rashi comments on the top of our daf, Shayayin Margila Letaivas Tashmish, that wine uh, unfortunately clouds a woman's judgment and uh, leads her into uh, promiscuous relationships. And the Gemara basically, for the next few lines, describes whether or not women are allowed to drink wine um, and specifically uh whether or not a husband has to provide uh, wine for uh, wine for his wife when he's in this uh, when he's in this uh, when he's in this type of relationship, there is, however, another brisa that seems to fly in the face of uh, fly in the face of this statement that Rabbi Lezer makes that a husband doesn't have to give his wife any wine, and the Gemara describes to us uh, based on a, based on a comment of. A particular Amora, Rabbi Yehuda of Kfar Nefor Chayo, where the Gemara basically says to us that uh, based on the story of Chana, that Chana perhaps uh, th- there was wine in the story uh, in the story of uh, in the story of Chana, and the Gemara goes on to describe to us that we're talking specifically here about a woman who wasn't accustomed to drinking any wine. That if we have a woman who wasn't accustomed to drinking any wine, so obviously the husband is not going to have to provide uh, wine for her, for her at all. And the Gemara explains uh, how much we are going to, uh, going to give a woman if she uh, is accustomed to drinking wine, which is obviously dependent on how much she would go ahead and how much she would drink in front of her husband. So the Gemara then goes on to discuss uh, women drinking wine in general and whether or not women... Uh, are allowed to drink wine and whether or not and how much really uh, a woman is allowed to uh, to drink if she is uh, in this situation of being uh, a regila and 
a woman who is a regila, a woman who does drink wine. So how much are we uh, are we supposed to uh, are we supposed to go ahead and are we supposed to uh, give? So the Gemara quotes in the name of uh, Rav Chinuna Bar Kahana in the name of Shmuel that if she is regila, so nos and lokos echad, we give her one cup. But if a woman is not accustomed to uh, to wine, so we give her. Uh, we go ahead and we give her two cups. So the Gemara then goes and tries to understand this statement: why we would give a woman a certain amount of wine, or why not, depending on whether or not she is uh, rugil. It's something that she normally uh, drinks, or something that she uh, something that she would uh, that she would not drink. So the Gemara uh, basically then tells us that. When we have this woman who we're going to provide uh, wine for, so how many cups is she allowed? Uh, is she allowed to drink? So the Gemara says that kos echad yafalisha. That we have a brayso which explains the fact that one cup of wine is good for a woman, but shnayim is considered to be uh, what's referred to as nivol. Shnayim will uh, result in this woman being disgraced. She's perhaps going to go ahead and do something that she's going to regret, and therefore shnayim is uh, considered to be what the Gemara uses this language of. Nivo. Shlosha, says the Gemara, tovas pepet. So she goes ahead and she uh, tries to uh, seduce her husband. And uh, it's based on uh, a Gemara that appears uh, on Daf Kuf in Meseches Erevin, where the Gemara basically says that it's uh, out of character for a woman to go and uh, basically ask her husband for relations uh, just straight up bifar hesia. And uh, that type of interaction has a negative effect on the children, the Gemara tells us in Nidarim. And if a person has three cups of wine, a woman has three cups of wine, so this is going to be the uh, natural reaction to uh, to drinking those three cups. And then the Gemara says, Arba, that if a woman has four cups of wine, so she's uh, most certainly going to go ahead, she's going to be inappropriate, even with a chamor in the shuk, even with a donkey uh, in the marketplace. And obviously what uh, that means and what that's coming to teach us is uh, beyond the scope of uh, of our discussion today, but uh, definitely not something that's uh, definitely not something that's uh, suggested for a woman to go ahead and for her to have these three uh, these four cups of wine. Rather, there's a fascinating question that the Ben Yehoyada, that the great Ben Ishchai, uh, asks on this uh, on this uh, on this Gemara, and basically we know that on. The holiday of Pesach, a woman is chayev in the Dalad Kosos. That we have a principle that the Gemara describes of Af, Hain, Hayub, Osohanes, that since women were just as much a part of the miracle, even though this might be a mitzvah sasatius mangrama, since women were so much part of the miracle, so they're chayev in the Dalad Kosos. We have other mitzvahs that women uh, are most certainly obligated in as well. And the question is if a woman is obligated in Dalad Kosos on the night of the Seder, on Leila Seder, so how is it possible that she uh, isn't supposed? Supposed to go ahead based on this Gemara and drink uh, and drink four cups. And the Ben Yoyada explains the fact that this is a woman who goes ahead and drinks four cups one after the next after the next. And if she drinks four cups one after the next after the next after the next, so she's uh, most certainly going to find herself in a compromised situation. Uh, and therefore, uh, and therefore, uh, what happens on the night of the Seder is actually uh, allowed, is actually permissible, as we have four cups that take place. Throughout the uh, throughout the duration of the seder, so the gemara then goes on and describes the restrictions of a husband and wife uh, who are guests who are achsenayim in a home. They are uh, they go ahead and they're uh, they're staying somewhere, they're living somewhere, they're uh, perhaps uh, you know uh, living in somebody's house or they're uh, guests in somebody's home, and 
whether or not they're allowed to uh, engage in marital relations in those uh, in in that house. And the Shulchan Aruch in uh, in Simon Reish Mem in Orchaim Simon Reish Mem paskins that the prohibitions don't apply when the guests have their own room, their own bedding, which is based on uh, many different uh, halachic discussions that appeared well before the Shulchan Aruch. The Rivet in Ilchas Isurei Bia. Perk Chafal of Halacha Tesvav describes that we have a concept, obviously, in the world of uh, husbands and wives, in the world of marital relations, of privacy and sneers. But if they have their own room, if they have their own place to stay, if they have uh, an area in which the hosts are never going to enter, so uh, then it would be permissible. So based on this rivid, uh, uh, based on this rivid, the Mishnah Brewer comments in uh, in uh, Simon Reish Mem that. Basically, what we're dealing with is that if we have a room, you're not considered to be a guest. The room is set aside for these two people specifically and particularly, and therefore, husband and wife will be able to act as husband and wife when they have this uh, when they have this room, when they have this suite, when they have this area that is uh, that is private. So the Gemara then goes on to tell a few stories that are related to these uh, to these discussions. The first of these stories that appears uh, in the middle of Samachayim and Aleph is story about Choma, who's the widowed wife uh, of Abaye and whether or not Abaye's name was actually Abaye, the Gemara describes. Uh, and uh, the Gemara tells the story uh, about uh, about uh, what happened when Abaye awarded his wife uh, a little bit of food, a little bit of wine, uh, and uh, that's the discussion that ensues uh, on, that, uh, on that front. The Gemara then goes on to uh, describe the non-food items that a husband has to go ahead and that a husband has to give his wife. And the Mishnah said that he has to give her uh, a bed and two mats or mattresses. And Osila Mita Umapats, the Gemara describes. And the Gemara basically asks why he has to give her uh, all of these uh, all of these things, why he has to give her a bed and mats and mattresses, and answered that the beds were basically very uncomfortable. And the mats make the bed a little bit uh, more sleep. Uh, uh, sleepable, for lack of a better term, that if the beds, if she were to just sleep on the beds, the Gemara says that they would be mivagirla, that they would cause her to, uh, to, uh, to uh, her back would hurt and it would, uh, it would cause her all sorts of uh, pain that she would go through by simply sleeping on this bed. So therefore we go ahead and we provide her with the, uh, the mattresses and uh, whatever else it needs for her to... Uh, for her to uh, to remain comfortable. So the Gemara on the bottom of Daf Samachay Amad Aleph describes the fact that he has to give her Venosin La Kipa. The Gemara quotes from our Mishnah. What that means, something along the lines of uh, she has to, we have to provide her with something to cover her head with, perhaps a belt to keep uh, her, uh, her money safe. And uh, we also, the husband has to provide her shoes that are able to last from moed to moed and a certain amount of clothing that the husband is going to, uh, that the husband is going to uh, need to provide for her. This is a fascinating question that the Chuma Sadeshen, who uh, began many of the uh, authoritative halachic conversations in Simen Lamed Vav with regards to when a person needs to make a shechianu on new clothing and asks about new shoes, that when a person, when does a person have to make a shechianu on new shoes and uh, what clothing are chashav enough to go ahead and to make a shechianu on and that finds itself in Simen Lamed Vav depending on the level of excitement and uh, enjoyment that a person is going to have. So that's going to determine whether or not that person is going to make this uh, this level of shechianu. The Gemara then analyzes the comment in the Mishnah that he has to eat uh, with his wife. 
every Friday night. And what exactly that means is a machlokes uh, in the Gemara. And the Gemara describes, just to uh, describe the language that we have over here, so the Gemara says as follows, and the Gemara tells us a machlokes between Rav Nachman and Rav Ashi that... Uh, my ocheles, the Gemara asks, what does it mean that she has to eat with him? So Rav Nachman says they literally have to sit down and they have to, uh, they have to eat together. Uh, a Friday night, uh, Friday night meal. Whereas comes along Ravashi and he says, no, it doesn't mean that they have to eat, uh, food. They eat a Shabbos meal together. Rather, they have to engage in Tashmish together. They have to be together on, uh, on Friday night. And the Gemara wonders why this, uh, language of achal is the language that's used certainly by Ravashi to, uh, describe the marital relations between a husband and wife, and the Gemara goes ahead and cha- uh, challenges that which Rav Ashi told us uh, based on uh, a few different uh, a few different um, proofs that the Gemara uh, describes uh, that the Gemara describes over here, and ultimately. Uh, the, uh, the Gemara says that this is a nice way of speaking. The Ravashi said that the Mishnah is engaging in what's called Lishna Ma'alya. That, uh, when the Gemara describes certain, uh, certain acts, when the Gemara describes certain things, so eats is a euphemism for relations between, uh, husband and wife. And therefore, when, uh, when Ravashi says that the husband and wife have to engage in Achila on Friday night, we're, it's, we're referring to, uh, marital relations that they have to, uh, that they have to engage in. So uh, the Gemara then describes at the end of our parak, the Gemara describes what level of obligation a husband has to his wife when she is a uh, when she is a menika when she is uh, nursing. So the Gemara actually describes the fact that we uh, reduce the work that she has to put forth and we increase that which we give her. We increase her food. And the question is: is what category of uh, person does a nursing woman fall under? Is she considered to be a woman who's a chola? Is she considered to be a person, a woman who is uh, finds herself in a regular situation? And if she's a chola, so we apply all sorts of dinim to uh, to uh, to this chola, which actually lends itself to a fascinating shayla that's asked by Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein in his Sefer Chashuk Yechemed. And he wonders, that if she uh, is a nursing woman, can we provide for her this uh, label of being a chola when it comes to uh, whatever it is that she has to be involved in? So Rav Zilberstein asks the following question, Let's say she finds herself with a um, an invitation to serve on a jury, to be uh, involved in jury duty. She doesn't feel well. She doesn't feel good. So what she has to do is she has to go ahead and she has to basically uh, tell the courts that she's sick, tell the courts that she's under the weather. So if she's a nursing woman, is she allowed to fall back on this tour, this exemption of being a chola? And that's the shayla that Rav Zilberstein comes along and that Rav Zilberstein uh, describes over here. And uh, ultimately the Gemara concludes that uh, the things that we provide for this woman, who is a nursing woman, uh, so anything that's going to increase her milk uh, her milk production, uh, we would have to go ahead and we would have to provide for her, which is based on uh, the Rambam, where the Rambam in Hilchos Ishus in Parak Chaf Aleph, Halacha Yud Aleph, uh, describes that any foods that increase this woman's milk supply, we're going to have to go ahead and we're going to have to uh, we're going to have to give these foods 
to her. And the Gemara actually at the end of our parak uses this example that we're mosif and layayin. We add wine, uh, interestingly enough, especially compared to what we described just a few moments ago, shayayin lafelachalav, that wine actually increases uh, milk production. Whether or not that's true scientifically nowadays, uh, I think is uh, up for debate. But according to the Ramam over here, we have to go ahead and we have to provide her with this um, with this, uh, with this addition. So, uh, when it comes to how we paskin, so the Shulchan Aruch and Evan Ezer in, uh, Simon Ayin, if Gimel describes that we have to give the following foods to a, uh, to a woman who finds herself in this situation, that we have to provide her with two meals, we have to provide her with, uh, Food that goes along with the bread, side dishes for the bread. We have to give her oil and we have to give her uh, lamp and uh, everything that she's going to need to, uh, to, uh, to have a, uh, a meal that is, uh, that is befitting of her, that is becoming of her. And if she's nursing, says the Ramah, we have to give her wine. Uh, we have to give her wine as well. The Shulchan Aruch there also describes that when it comes to Shabbos, so we have to give her meat or fish for Shabbos and he has to give her uh, some uh, amount of silver as well for her needs uh, for her needs throughout the week. So, with our Gemara and ultimately into the uh, the piske halacha of the Shulchan Aruch describe over here are many of the chiyuvei mezonos that the husband is going to uh, have to provide for her. How much food he's going to have to give her? How much barley he's going to have to give her? The discussion and the conversation that we had uh, with regards to wine, whether or not he has to give her wine, how much wine he's going to have to provide her with. So, all of that finds itself. On daf Samach Hey of Mesechas Ksubos in this last daf of the fifth parak of our Mesechta. And uh, again, trying to understand all of the tonight, all of the conditions of the Ksuba that we have, uh, that we have over here that the husband has to give to his, uh, to his wife that, uh, that the Gemara lays out for us over here. Once again, all of it based on uh, based on the Mishnah that we have on Daf Samach Dalid Amid Beis of Hamashres Ishto Ali De Shlish, when we have this uh, this situation in which uh, a husband has to give his wife a certain amount of food through a third uh, through a third party, that uh, the situation that the husband and wife aren't living together and aren't eating together, and uh, he has to go ahead and he has to provide her with all of these items, and uh, this certainly uh, unfortunately becomes practical in the world of. Uh, uh, nowadays, when uh, a husband signs a prenup, what uh, the husband is going to be uh, obligated to provide his wife with, should they uh, maintain their marriage, should he withhold giving a get from her, Rahmanul, giving a get to her, Rahmanul Tzlan, and uh, what he's going to have to provide for her, what monetary obligations uh, he is going to have to her as husband to wife. That is Meseches Ksubos, Daf Samachay, and that concludes the fifth parak of our Mesechta, Parak Afalpi.